it's Pastor Maria Murphy and it is morning prayer. It's time for morning prayer. It's Wednesday, October the 26th and we are here for prayer. I'm glad you're here with me as you join this morning. Uh, just say hello so I can greet you and we're going to pray. We are going to pray this morning and on Wednesdays we pray for those who do not know uh, the Lord. We pray for the harvest. We pray for laborers. We pray uh, to the Lord of the harvest about his harvest. And so grateful for opportunities to do that together. You know, we do this in our own time, but we also do this uh, together. Good morning, Eric. God bless you today. We do this with uh, brothers and sisters of like precious faith. And we're not the only ones praying for the harvest. We're not the only ones. Uh, there are many people praying for uh, to the Lord of the harvest about his harvest. I'm grateful to God for that. We're, we are part of a group of a large group of people praying and working in his harvest. Amen. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you, Ivan. God bless you today. And so uh, I was reading this morning, of course, we do not pray uh, outside of the will of God or outside of the word of God. His word is his will written down for us so we know what it is. And so um, in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. You can uh, follow along. I'm going to start at verse 1. It says, and you... He made alive when you were dead, slain by your trespasses and sins, in which at one time you walked habitually. In what? You walked in trespasses and sin habitually. We were practicing sin. Uh, and it says you were following the course and fashion of this world. We're under the sway of the tendency of this present age. There are many, and know anyone who's in that condition today? Yeah, we were in that condition. Good morning, Donna. God bless you. Following the prince of the power of the air, which we know is the devil. Uh, he, man gave authority to him. Uh, and so in the, on this earth. So you were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. Uh, and so it says when we were one time, that was our condition. That was the condition of our heart. We were called a son of disobedience, a daughter of disobedience. I know I can say I was a daughter of disobedience, uh, but uh, it says among these, we as well as you once lived. We, we can say that for ourselves. We were among those before and we conducted ourselves in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual, sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and dark imaginings. We were then by nature, children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation, like the rest of mankind. This is where you and I, who are now saved, born again, once were. Now, there's we may be uh, saved, uh, but then there's the part of sanctification, 
Uh, there's the process of renewing our minds. So our behaviors align to what happened in our spirit. So there are still many who are living like children of disobedience, rebellious and giving into the flesh, even though they're saved. Uh, but they, uh, that that's a work that has to be done. And, and it's, it should not be that we're still practicing sin. Uh, once we're saved, that's a word for those of us who are saved. We, that's not what grace is for. Uh, you know, grace has saved us, but not to allow us to continue practicing sin because time is short. And, uh, if we don't repent of that, uh, there's trouble for us. Uh, good morning, Jean. God bless you today. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us. But so we don't do that because that keeps us from the flow uh, that God has for us, the, the abundant supply and provisions that he has for us. So, uh, but it says verse four, hallelujah, verse four, but God so rich is he in his mercy, hallelujah, because of and in order to satisfy the great and wonderful and intense love with which he loved us. Glory to God. Even when we were dead slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself, the same new life with which he quickened him. For it is by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. It's, we, we can't do enough to receive this, to be, to be worthy of it. We can't be, we, it's, it's undeserved. Hallelujah. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit down together, giving us joint seating with him in the heavenly sphere by virtue of our being in Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. And verse eight says, for it's by free grace, God's unmerited favor that you are saved, delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ salvation through your faith. And this salvation is not of yourselves, of your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God, not of works, not the fulfillment of the law's demands, lest any man should boast. It's not the result of what anyone can possibly do. So no one can pride himself in it or take glory to himself. Glory to God. So even when we were uh, dead in our trespasses and sins, even when uh, we were in that condition, God saw to it that not only did he uh, save us uh, from, you know, save us uh, to from hell and destruction, but he saved it. He didn't stop there and say, this is all you're worthy of. You're worthy only of being saved from hell and uh, when the time is right, you'll come with me to heaven. You know, I'll come and get you and bring you to heaven. That's not what he did. He didn't just save us uh, and say and stop short at you're just worthy of salvation from hell and destruction. No, he said that uh, he saved us and then he raised us. <laughs> so he raised us to something so we've been saved from death and hell and destruction and sin, but we were raised up to the position that we have in Christ. We were raised to his level. 
We were raised to a level that can receive from a God who is so high and mighty. (laughs) We were raised from a condition of being like a corpse to uh, an individual who has the life of Christ on the inside of them. And so this is the life that we were raised to. Uh, So he didn't stop short and just say, you're worthy only of this. No, he made us worthy to receive everything that Jesus uh, bought and paid for when he died and was raised again. Amen. This is why we pray for those around us who do not know the Lord. We desire that they not just get saved from hell, but that they realize that they've been raised to a new life in Christ, to a new way of living. And it's a marvelous and glorious way of living. And when we live that way, there's so much that's available so much that can change in our lives. And so that's why we pray on Wednesdays. I want all of my friends, all of my family, all of the people in my life to know that God, Jesus came to give us an abundant life. In fact, that's the mission of my life. The mission of my life is to live the full and abundant life that Jesus authored for me and to inspire others to do the same because it's a rich and full, it says life uh, to our satisfaction. It says that life uh, to enjoy life, to have and enjoy the abundant life. I want people to see me enjoying the life that Jesus bought and paid for so much. They see me enjoying it so much, having so much fun, having so much enjoyment in this life that Jesus authored for me that they want it. (laughs) They want the same kind of life, not because of me, but because of him. That's the testimony that you have in the life of others. That's, That's what this is all about, living and enjoying this abundant life. So others will be attracted to it. Amen. And so we've not just been saved from hell and destruction, but we've been raised, raised. We are worthy of being raised. Jesus made us worthy of being raised to a position of authority, not just, oh, this is all you can have. You've been saved from hell and destruction. And in the sweet by and by, when all is said and done, you will have victory when you get to heaven. But for now, just be sick. You, you know, dabble in the sin. Uh, you know, I try to make it. Keep your head above water. You know, keep your head down so the devil doesn't beat you up. No, that is not the life that we've been raised to. We've been saved from that kind of life. <laughs> and we've been raised into a marvelous and glorious and life, Christ life filled life. (laughs) If that makes sense, glory to God. And so, uh, that is why we're praying on Wednesdays. We are praying that everybody would get to know this. Cause do you, would you reject that kind of life? I don't, I don't think anyone would reject Jesus if they really knew the gospel. 
but we're so, you know, we're so good at telling people what we've been saved from and scaring them into salvation. And this has just been so big on the inside of me. I think we've scared a lot of people into salvation. You know, oh, you don't want to go to hell. It's hot. None of your friends are there. It's not one big party. And that is all absolutely true. All of it's true, but I don't want my friends to get saved just because of that. So, you know, when all is said and done, no, what about now? So this is a waste of their whole entire existence. <laughs> Once you get saved, just wait it out. Just look at the clock, wait it out. No, we're supposed to be, look at Ephesians chapter Two, where we just read after he said all of that, that he died even when we were dead in our sins and he raised us up together. Then look what it says in verse 10. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. Now we're born again, saved from all of that, that we may do those good works, which God predestined planned beforehand for us, taking paths, which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them. What living the good life, which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. I want to shout to the world about the good life. That's what the good news of the gospel is about the good life in Christ. Amen. I want the world to know they can have a good life in Christ. And I don't know anybody who would reject a good life in Christ. I don't know anybody who would reject living a good life in Christ if they knew what it was really about. But a lot of times we turn them off because we don't talk about the good life. We talk about the struggles. <laughs> we talk about, oh, the devil, you know, hell. We talk about all that. And, and they're like, dude, I already have hell on earth. What, what's it, what's it matter if hell is eternity? You know, that's how they feel, you know, hell is eternity. All right. I'm already living in hell. They feel, they don't realize, uh, you know, the severity of it, but if we'll just tell them about how good God is, it's his goodness and his kindness that lead men to repentance. Amen. Yeah. We do talk about hell. It's not that we don't, but I, I tell you for my friends and my family, they, they want good lives. They want to live good lives. They think that if I just be good, it's not about that. It's not doing good works, but it's about living for God and living in God and his ways. Amen. So I want to read to you right before we pray. I'm going to read to you uh, what I just read to you out of Ephesians chapter two, but I took the time to go in the lexicon, the Greek lexicon to look up some of these words to get some clarity. So I'm going to read it to you uh, with these words in there that this is the meaning of this, these verses in Greek. It says, this is Ephesians chapter two. Uh, so God is so rich or wealthy in mercy and compassion. He's so loyal to the covenant he made. And because of his strong, intense, continuous love for us, even when we were unresponsive to life-giving influences or opportunities and inoperative to the things of God, we were corpse-like, lacking life, in sin, darkness, in error, he made us alive by spiritual power to arise or invigorate us with the anointed one and in his anointing. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. 
His grace, favor, is what saved us. <laughs> the word saved is rescued or deliver out of danger into safety. Rescued from the penalty and power of sin into God's provisions, into God's safety, to heal, preserve, and rescue. Praise God. Salvation is a gift we receive from God through faith. Amen. Glory to God. He's provided so much for us. Hallelujah. And, and we, this is what we want the world to know. And so we want to be in a place where we are always, uh, our lives preaches the gospel. You know, I should be, you know, I, if I'm in, uh, you know, with, with friends or family or even in the grocery store or driving in my car, uh, at the laundromat or, you know, at a restaurant or on vacation or anywhere I go, my life is preaching the good news of the gospel to people. It, it, you know, if I'm a Christian and I say I'm saved and born again, the kind of life that I live preaches what uh, it, it's all about. If, I, if I'm saying, oh, I'm saved, you got to get saved, girl. Man, you got to get saved. You got to go to church. If I'm preaching that, my life without me saying anything should preach that to the people around me. They should see it in, in the way I drive, in, the, in my manner, mannerisms, in the way I speak, in the way I conduct myself, in the way I don't panic when others around me do, in the way, I, you know, in the way I live. It needs to show without even saying a word. You know, there's a saying that says your actions are speaking so loud that I can't hear what you're saying. Well, our actions should preach the gospel, the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't ever want to be guilty of saying this is what the good news is and then doing something different. The audio and the visual are out of sync. I don't want that to be the case in my life. And so, you know, the more we try to pray for the harvest, the more God straighten us, straightening us up. This is the year, I don't know if you remember this, but this is the year of God's correction. <laughs> God's protection, right? God's instruction, God's goodness, but it's the year of correction. And he's correcting a lot of things that we've do, we're doing. He's correcting things I'm doing and things I'm not doing. And so we try to pray to the Lord of the harvest about his harvest. He said, the harvest is plentiful. Look around. There are so many people that need the Lord. And they, but he said, they're also ready. They're ready and they're waiting. The harvest is plentiful and it's time for harvest, he said. This was back when Jesus was on the earth. But uh, he said the laborers are the ones who are few. But we are all, everybody who is, who is born again is a laborer, is a workman. We are his workmanship. <laughs> he created us and it says study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman a laborer who needs not to be ashamed rightly or accurately, uh, dividing the word of truth, being skillful in that, being skillful in the way I live for him. He's correcting our actions. So they align with what we're telling people because so many times, you know, the world is looking at us and they're watching us to see what we do. And when they see Christians fighting, 
over stupidity, over things that will not matter when we get to heaven, over things that we waste our time beating up on each other. When someone falls, we trample over them and move to the next big thing. Uh, you know, this is, this is, this is what the world sees that we cut up our own wounded instead of helping them. And so this is what the world is seeing. And they don't want that. They can do that without Jesus. That's the devil that does that. And so we need to stop yielding to the enemy and yielding to strife and yielding to foolishness. Foolishness. You can't post anything on Facebook. Even if it's wonderful and it's of the Lord, people will have something to say. And you know what? It's always the religious ones. It's always the Pharisees and the Sadducees, just like it was in Jesus day. And so the world sees that and it turns them off. And so I can't, I can't correct what other Christians are doing. I can't, I don't have that power to correct and change the heart of anybody else. But Maria Murphy can correct Maria Murphy's heart and my attitude and my actions. And I can make sure that Maria Murphy does the things she knows she needs to do to honor God in everything I do. And that is the posture each of us need to have if we want to see this harvest come in. And if we want to be used by God in this harvest, I've prayed so much for this last day harvest that I don't want it when it's time. And it really, you know, right now is the harvest. It's time for harvest. But when it accelerates, I don't want to be caught unqualified and I want to be useful for the harvest. I want to be that approved workman. I want to be useful in the time of harvest because you cannot save someone that you've damned. You cannot save someone that you've spoken against. You cannot minister to anybody that you have unforgiveness or an attitude towards. You can't. And so I have to keep my heart right so I can be used of the Lord in this time so we can get out of here. <laughs> He's waiting on us. Amen. So I know we took a little time to talk, but again, this is the year of correction. It's the year of correction. And so I yield to the correction of the Lord. And, and we do that. We do that. Amen. Because that's how we're going to see the peaceable fruits of righteousness. We'll yield the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Hallelujah. Father, we are praying to you today as the Lord of the harvest. You are the Lord of the, hardship, of the harvest. And we submit to your Lordship. We submit to you. We submit to your will just as Jesus was submitted to you in his will. His heart, his mind was completely submitted to you. He did and said only what you told him to say and do. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because you were with him. And so we thank you, Father, that you sent the Holy Spirit to us and you put him in in us. And so I thank you that you are in us 
and you are with us and that we can go about doing good and healing all that are oppressed with the devil. And we can submit our will, surrender our mind, our will, our emotions, our words, our behaviors to you. And you direct us to those who don't know you and you help us to live a life that magnifies and exalts you. It esteems you and we put you in your proper place and the world sees that and they desire that for them. I thank you, Father, that you can help us do this, the Holy Spirit. That's why you sent him to us because he's the ultimate helper, the greatest helper, the greatest encourager, the greatest director and leader. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for your leadership in our lives. We surrender to you and we surrender to your leading. And and so in the name of Jesus, lead us to the individuals that we can minister salvation to, that we can preach the gospel to, and let us know and remind us, remind us that we've been called to do the good works and remind us that we've been called to live aligned to your word. Remind us what your word says about our behavior in those moments where we may behave differently or our mind tells us to behave differently. We submit and surrender our will to yours. We submit our will to yours and we pray right now for every single person that doesn't know you, those in our lives, our families, our loved ones. We pray for those even who we don't know. We pray for those in countries, Father God, who have not yet heard the gospel. You said, and the gospel will be preached in all the world. Then shall the end come. Then Jesus will return. And so (laughs) we long for the day that you look at Jesus, our savior, and you say, son, (laughs) go get my children. We, our hearts long for that day. Our hearts desire the day that you turn to him and you tell him to come and get us. Our hearts yearn for that day. But we know that there is work to be done There is work to be done, much work to be done. And Father, we want to be useful in your kingdom. We want to be used mightily by you. And so we want to be fit. We want to be fit for your work. And so we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help us as we seek to be fit for the master's use. I thank you, Lord, that you have qualified us. When we received you, you called and chose us and you set us apart for your work. And so we thank you. The more we get in your word and align ourselves and our behaviors to that, the more skillful and the more useful we become for you. Let us be a witness and a testimony of your grace of your salvation to everybody we come in contact with. And we pray, Father, that you move on the hearts of men and women who are saved to be laborers for you. 
We thank you for the harvest. We thank you that souls are coming in to the kingdom of God from the north and the south, the east and the west, from every corner of this planet. We thank you that souls are hearing and believing and receiving Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Father God, that faith is arising, the God kind of faith, not a faith that can be conjured up by human effort, but a divine divine, divine faith, a divine, uh, persuasion, uh, a divine persuasion that comes from you that says, I need a different kind of life. I need the God kind of life in me. And so we thank you for an awakening to you. We thank you that spirits all over the world are being awakened to you, Father God, and that they are coming to the knowledge of God. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, that lives are being transformed. Lives are being changed and renewed in the name of Jesus, recreated in Christ Jesus. They are receiving their new spirits. Oh, we thank you that it's happening all over the world. Countless men and women receiving Jesus, becoming born again and filled with the spirit of God. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Our hearts see it. We see it with the eyes of faith. We thank you that it's in our nation, Father God, all over the United States of America. There's an awakening to God in our government, every local and federal part of our government. They're being awakened to you in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that in our schools, oh, we thank you that people are being awakened to Jesus and to his life, to your life life, the God kind of life. We thank you, Father, that children and teens are awakening to the Lord. They are becoming hungry for the things of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Husbands, and wives are being awakened to Jesus. Men and women all over the world are being awakened to Jesus. We thank you for it. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. The banking industry is being touched by the Lord. And in the name of Jesus, they are being awakened to Jesus. Our judicial system being awakened to Jesus. Oh, we thank you. The state penitentiaries, the men and women who are incarcerated. They are being awakened to Jesus all over this planet in the name of Jesus. Those in captivity, oh, they are becoming free. Oh, we thank you, Father. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Oh, we thank you for it in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And we give you honor and glory for it in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that you are working on this earth all over the world. You are working in Jesus name and we work in cooperation with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Good morning, Quad Goat. God bless you today. Good morning, Mom. God bless you today. And good morning, Linwood. God bless you. Thank you all for joining me today. We can continue praying even when we get off here. Just continue praying for the harvest. Continue praying for laborers. Amen. And thank God for it. And rejoice and be a witness. Be a good, good witness for him. Empowered by the 